Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Truth About Trucking, live, hosted by Alan Smith, a 30-year OTR veteran, business entrepreneur, and motor carrier transportation consultant, specializing in assisting students and new drivers, and pushing forward to raise the standards of the trucking industry. And now, live from beautiful Citrus County, Florida, here's your host, Alan Smith. Yeah, here I am. Alan Smith here, and welcome back to Truth Trucking Live. Soon to be three years right here on Blog Talk Radio, so uh, appreciate you tuning in to the premier trucking talk show broadcast throughout the entire World Wide Web. And with me again is my long-missing co-host, Barry Spitsky, and uh, I'm glad to uh, have him back. I haven't seen him in a while, so... Barry, Barry, it's like I said, it's been a while. How you been? <laughs> I've been excellent, Alan. How's my connection there, buddy? Can you hear me okay? Uh, coming in loud and clear. Well, welcome to Truth About Trucking Live, dedicated to solving every problem that faces humanity. What do you think? Yeah, well, I, I don't know if I'd go back that far, but uh, yeah, we've been off a while because we're through the holidays and Christmas and. Uh, and years, but kicking off the new year here, so we're we're glad to be back here, uh, kicking uh, here with our first show, trucking topics open discussion, and um, that's where we are going to be opening up the lines here in a few minutes to get started taking your calls and and letting you voice your opinions and concerns on those topics considered to be the uh, hottest issues facing drivers and the trucking industry as a whole and. And uh, we'll be making this a regular on show for Truth About Trucking Live from time to time because, after all, this is a show, our callers and listeners, and we are here to uh, weed through all the information that's flying around out there and work together in order to uh, to the real truth concerning these issues uh, surrounding the world of the trucking industry. And, and if you're a newcomer to our show, welcome. I'm glad to have you here. Invite anyone to uh, bookmark us and add us to your favorites. And you can do so right from our homepage at blogtalkradio.com slash trucking, where, like I said, we are now a premier host of Blog Talk Radio. We now have 50 open phone lines to handle your calls, and uh, I have a lot more fun little gadgets I get to play with from the switchboard. Really cool stuff. Our um, call-in number is 347-26-9170. And we welcome everyone to join the conversation, or if you prefer to just sit back and participate as a listener, uh, we, like always, appreciate and welcome you as well. And uh, I can hear a little bit of feedback, but... Uh, here in Florida, we're having a little thunderstorm and rain going on, so that might just be the problem. But um, we'll try to get to as many as we possibly can and uh, give each of you several minutes to discuss the issue of choice. But we want to keep it moving in order to uh, get as many of you on that we can in the time allowed. Uh, a lot to talk about. And uh, 
the way it works is I can see the number you're coming from on my switchboard, and when I call out your area code number, that is your cue that you are on the air live, and we're ready to hear what you have to say for discussion. So keep your ears open for when I call that out, and, and I usually give you three chances to answer and no response. We move on to the next caller and issues and topics. Only those which relate to the trucking industry for this show, and we'll get to your calls in just a few minutes. But Barry, uh, it's been a while since we had a chance to talk, um, and your line, of course, is always open. So feel free to uh, jump the conversation at any time. Besides, uh, it makes my job easier. But uh, but one <laughs> of the biggest things uh, one of the biggest things going in the trucking industry today is CSA 2010 issue. And uh, I haven't got your spin on it yet, so let's give the show a little jump start here and, and give us a quick look at this topic from your perspective, and then we'll go to the lines and get this show rolling for our callers. What do you think about this thing? Well, I, you know, I was talking to a couple drivers this week, and it became clear to me that even though a lot of drivers knew that it existed, they, they really weren't uh, aware of what it is, you know, so I thought just in trucker terms, I would explain it a little bit, and what it essentially is, is a new point system, uh, it's called Compre Comprehensive Safety Analysis 2010, so CSA 2010, and in addition to the point system that you already have on your CDL, it's another way of tracking drivers, but it, it, it encompasses a whole lot more than just tickets. And, um, it uh, also encompasses, you know, when you go in for a DOT inspection, everything that's in the Federal Motor Carrier Regulations Manual, uh, things like taillights, headlights, and brakes, and tires, and uh, everything like that, everything will be assigned a point value. So uh, <clears throat> over time, I call them Fed points. So uh, every time you get a point, you know, you go in for an inspection, if there's a problem with your truck, that'll, uh, that violation will be directly assigned to the driver. And, and it'll stay with you. So it'll, over time, develop a history. Yeah, yeah, um, that's probably going to be one of the biggest topics tonight. Uh, I know we've got a few people calling in and going to be discussing that. But that's one of the biggest things going on uh, with this um, a new score thing. Um, there have been talk about the uh, the database for the scoring for the drivers and everything going to. Uh, for the three-year look back, you know, to get their history and to give awards was um, was going to come from DAC services, but uh, we're understanding now may not be the case. Probably that it's going to come from a uh, a data uh, from a, a place called SafeStat, and so we'll probably be getting into all that stuff too. But that is one of the biggest uh, uh, biggest issues in trucking, which I'm sure we're going to uh, get to. Right, but I hadn't uh, had a chance really to see what you was thinking about it. But overall, it doesn't look like a good thing. But but we'll get to that. Anybody calls and wants to bring up CSA 10, we'll be more than happy to uh, go over that and have a discussion with that. So so um, okay, let's take some calls. And again, our call-in number, if you'd like to be on the show, three four seven eight two six nine one seven zero. And so let's see what it is that you want to talk about. And like I said. Um, uh, okay, uh, Donna gave me a little note here. So, so let's see what it is that you want to talk about. And like I said, we want to get in uh, callers in that we can. Uh, if, if there's if there's that many, you know, calling right now, uh, they're filling up pretty good. So, I'll take them in order. 
And uh, so if I if I quickly move on from your call, don't take that as rudeness. It's just the way talk radio works, and I'm just be watching the time. So um, let me see who is the uh, first. We'll go to line two. And uh, this is a caller from area code 727, and you'll be the first caller. Welcome to the show. How you doing, Alan? It's I'm the old man. It's Bobby Sr. Oh, Bobby, this. how you doing? I'm doing good. You know, I'm trying to get this frog out of my throat. I had met with some classmates in Naples last night. And oh. I had to go to the dentist this morning, you know, and it was just a run-run deal, so I ended up, like, parched today. Anyways, uh, CSA 2010. Wow, that's really cool, okay. We need more scrutiny on truck drivers and these companies. We really do. Uh, as far as the losing 175,000 jobs, that's been going on for 20 years. It only takes a man about a year or two years to figure out he's being made a fool out of, and this industry has been losing 150 to 175,000 drivers a year since 1983 when I first got into it, okay? So mm -hmm. I don't... That's why every major magazine it seems to be the ones with the full-page ads are the worst abusers, okay? Yeah, uh, yeah. They keep, they keep on advertising, too, don't they? You're a, ta you're a tanker driver yourself. Nobody's more scrutinized than you are, okay? <laughs> Nobody's more federally background-checked. You know, I really don't know what more they want okay from us you know mm -hmm. I, we we bring the virgin mary along as our passenger you understand <laughs> and and that's exactly what they want and they want a buyer for nothing they, they don't want to pay the wages they force you you're breaking every rule in the book okay this is not you because you're the one that's really being watched you're riding around on a you know on a missile with wheels on it and you turn <laughs> a missing off the radar screen you know say so you got hijacked some night and that tanker of fuel turned up missing. You know, I mean, the government wants to know exactly who you are, what color your Harley Davidson is. They already know that, Alan. You know, you know yeah, what I'm talking true. about. They know everything yeah, about right. you, everything about you. And basically, oh, yeah. most truck drivers, as far as Dak's concerned, to me, it's another suit that I need that like I need another rear end. Uh, Dak doesn't even know where to put the key in the dashboard of a Peterbilt or a Kenworth or whatever you're driving. They don't know how to start <laughs> it or shift it or make a right or left-hand turn with it, okay? But they were in charge of judging you and me, okay? Right. The thing with this country, please, is truckers should run the DOT. Airline pilots should run the FAA instead of what we got is a bunch of brains and suits that never drove a truck before, never flew a plane. So the practicality of it all is totally ridiculous. Bring it on, CSA 2010. You can't even keep us safe right now. What are you going to do with another law in your books? Okay? I'd like to see you do a DOT audit on these companies. But where are they at? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I don't want to. You know, it's, it's serious, I understand that, but it's very hilarious, too, at the same time, if you look at it from my point of view, okay? Um, they can't get truck drivers. The men are walking out left and right. They're totally abused. They don't get paid. They get left standing on the side of the road with empty bag, and the company, and the people walk away with millions and millions of dollars, like that Aero deal. But this right. has been going, been going on since 1983, 
It's not the first time that a dad died and left the company to the kids, and the kids bankrupted the company. It's oh yeah. You know, it's just the American. The it's really a, it's a nightmare instead of the dream. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The father, yeah. The father, The old man would have never. Old man Peel Sticker. He would have never hung them men out like them kids did. Okay. No, uh-uh. Because he knew who buttered his bread. He knew who made his business, and it was his drivers. So the number one thing he took care of was his men. When he passed away, the kids showed up. All they wanted was the money and, you know, the heck with the truck drivers. I hate them truck drivers. (laughs) Buddy, God bless bless you and the missus. I know you got it going on. I hope I kicked you off on your New Year with some... With some light notes there, all right? Uh, oh, you did. That was a great show. Got a lot of comments from it. Where are they going to get the money to fund this program, okay? I thought they were all going broke anyways. So <laughs> this is going to be know. interesting. We, yeah, we've got a couple guys. Um, I think Mike Rohn of uh, RMR Consultants and uh, Jimmy Sears, who's a specialist on CSA 2010, they're going to be calling in about 730, about 15 minutes from now. So uh, I'm sure CSA 2010 will get a lot of discussion. But we'll be. I'm gonna hook up. I'm gonna hook up with that. He's also got that webinar on tonight with Overdrive. Yeah, it starts at nine. It starts at nine o'clock, uh, a little bit after your show ends. Okay. Right. Yeah. We end at eight thirty, and he starts at nine. So. Alan, God bless you and Donna. Y'all have a good New Year for me and Junior down here. Okay. Okay. Same to and you just, and. Uh, just a couple old car haulers going northbound and southbound lanes. <laughs> I hear you. We'll be careful and be safe out there until here we said hi. All right. Someday, someway, we'll cross our path. God oh, bless we you, will. Mike. It's, it's coming. Oh, we'll see you. Thank oh, you. I know it's coming. I know it is, Alan. It, it, it won't be long because it's, it's just a shot down the road, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, give me yeah. and Donna a reason to get out of the house. <laughs> that's That's right. Okay, you guys take care. You guys have fun. I'm going to be standing by here and letting copy in the mail, all right? All right, appreciate it, and thanks for calling and uh, under the conversation here. And we'll drop down to line four here. Uh, Caller from area code, boy, I need my glasses, Uh, area code 302. If you're calling from area code 302, you're on the air with Truth About Trucking Live. Go ahead. Welcome to the show. Hey, Alan. Hey, what's going on? Not too much of nothing. Yeah, they call me Patches on the CB, and this 2010 deal, it's a bunch of crap. It's worse than what it ever was before, when you stop and think about it. Mm-hmm. Any driver. Yeah, we're hearing a lot about that from drivers. What, what's your take on it? Well, it's simple. Everybody's going to be without a job because you're going to be disqualified. Yeah, I don't know if everybody will, but there's going to be a bunch of them, I think. There's a good chance of that because those points are going to be held against people for some things that uh, really uh, didn't matter as much before. I mean, if you're driving down the road and a taillight goes out, uh, that's a le- and you get pulled over, that's a level seven severity for for these these new Fed points. So it's really a, I think you're right, Patches, with that. Uh, it's, it, it has it has the potential of putting some real honest and, and hard working and uh, professional drivers out of the business. Is it not only that? How can you, as a driver, tell when a uh, a taillight has gone out when you're running well, that, down? You can't. Well, that that's what I meant. You know, you do your pre-trip, and and everything's working, and the first bump in the road you hit. I mean, what's what's bugging me about it is it, it, the severity levels go from one to ten. 
10 being someone who's drunk or something that, you know, you would obviously not want out on the road. But something like a taillight or a headlight is considered severity level 7, and that happens to all of us on a regular basis. And, uh, you know, it's only you're only a bump away, and them taillights are 70 foot behind you. So I'm kind of concerned. You got it. You got it. <laughs> it's the, the way they've got this written, it's uh, even the, the DAC system, the way that's set up, it's better than what they're trying to put out. And the DAC yeah, I want to... I right. want to get a bumper sticker on the trailer. To, to, don't dack me, bro. What do you think? Please, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. please, please, please don't dack me, bro. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know, That'd be a good... in this dack report, I've got to agree with the gentleman, uh, Bobby, there. Uh, they don't know what the Sam Hill they're doing. When it, when Even if they do put it on your dack report, and the accident is not your fault. You don't get ticketed, but according to the DAC, doc, you're at fault, regardless of what you try to do to avoid. Right. And you can't. Some of them you just can't avoid. But still, they'll say it's un, it was avoidable. What do you do? That DAC has been the cause of ruining many driving careers, and and we had posted that because. We had, I'd gotten some information from drivers who were telling me that they were having safety meetings at their companies, and their companies were telling them uh, a database to, to get this score going against these drivers. They were going to do a three-year look on their DAC. Now, uh, Mike Rohn and Jimmy Seals is going to be calling in here in about 10 minutes or so. Uh, they're saying, no, that's not true, that it's going to come from a data company called SafeStat. So uh, we're going to learn more about that and, and to find uh, you know exactly what I think there's there, there's so much uh, I don't even think FMC knows what they're going to do yet I think it's still all being put together myself well I've got to agree with you because uh, the, the time limit I think if I read correctly is June of this year that it's supposed to go into effect the, mm -hmm. the way I see it if they put it into effect in June there's only going to be one quarter of the truckers out there that is going to be able to run any loads because the rest of them are going to be disqualified. <laughs> yeah. I understand. Well, what database? Huh? I say it's going to depend on what database they're pulling from, but who knows what's on DAC? You know, somebody somebody could uh, log on and DAC you right now, Alan, you know? I, I mean, uh. I just wanted to say one thing. This is Don. Yeah. Um, everybody who's listening, you can this information right now that hasn't been released to the trucking companies. You can, you have the opportunity to get it right now through the Freedom of Information Act, and um, this is all on Mike Rohn's site uh, in one of his forums. But I copied and pasted it, and I know Alan's making a blog post tomorrow about this whole conversation and kind of put it in a nutshell type of thing. But you can actually get all this information up until now, what's on your safety record by by writing the Freedom of Information Act. And um, Alan, do you have that address um, mm -hmm. on your desk anywhere? Yeah, what this thing is, uh, according to Mike and Jimmy, they'll be calling in here shortly, uh, uh, the CSA 2010 is going to have a three-year look back for, and, uh, and that it's going to be based on roadside inspections, uh, not coming back. 
and it's, the database is going to be used from a company called SafeSet, and drivers are going to get a score according to this three-year look back, and, and uh, like Patch is talking about along the lines of DAC, a lot of people still thinking that they're still going to use DAC. We'll find out. But right now, um, none, of, none of the information has been released to companies or drivers, and, but, but the, the information is available to drivers. You, you have to write a uh, request letter to the FMSA uh, uh, under the Freedom of Information Act, and um, that act uh, establishes that uh, records that's in the possession of agencies and departments of the executive branch of the U.S. government are available to the public. And uh, so if you, want, if you want to get that information, what this information that it – that uh, FMCSA has on you, uh, you have to uh, make a request citing and include your name, address, and phone number uh, where they can you if uh, they have questions about your request. And you have to uh, clearly indicate that you're making a request under uh, the uh, OIA, the Freedom of Information Act, and uh, it has to be reasonably describe uh, the, the, document, uh, the documents that you're seeking and uh, when you're requesting this information, uh, you have to be specific. Tell them uh, the name of the motor carrier, um, the principal place of business for that motor carrier, or, or, or their DOT number will even work. And when you submit this request to FMCSA for this information, uh, just send it to, the, to uh, the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration, attention FOIA, and then team, and then MC-MMI, and 1200 New Jersey Avenue Southeast, Washington, D.C., 20590. And uh, if you missed that, uh, this show is archived on our uh, Blog Talk Radio page, and so you just re-listen to it and get it. And uh, they want you to only contact the uh, FOIA public uh, liaison after you have received your documents uh, in the mail. And so if you have any questions or concerns and want to talk about what's on that information, uh, then you can call uh, the uh, FMCSA uh, at 202-366-9999. Uh, but don't call them until you have the documents in hand. So uh, that's the way you have to do it. So and people don't know that this information is available to drivers right now, and that's how you have to do it. Yeah, yeah you're 100% correct. You can also, uh, once a year, uh, you can also get a copy of your DAC report. Yeah, that, that's your, yeah, the DAC report. You can get a, a free report every year, and then after that, I think it's $9. Yeah. Uh, but this is, this is the information that the FMCSA uh, is on you right now that they're building on you for the CSA 2010, and you can uh, you can actually get that uh, for free. And Donna, um, then again, there's also something. Uh, what's this uh, NCI thing now? Well, this is the way. Um, uh, from what I understand, and of course, Mike will be coming on the line soon, and I'm sure he'll he'll uh, clarify this. But once it be becomes effective. CSA 2010, you can still write the Freedom of Information Act. 
and get a free report. However, at that point, it might take longer than going to NIC out in Kansas. And you can think of them as another DAC company, a third party that is collecting all this data um, from SafeStat. And again, this is according from the information um, when I was speaking with Mike Rohn, and, and he will confirm this. Um, but anyway, they are going to be the new third party. So you'll have DAC that the companies report to for your MVR, your employment history, whatever um, truths or lies that they want to say that's on your report. Um, and then you'll have NIC with the database with all uh, the information from the roadside inspections from the Department of Transportation. So now you're going to have two, um, how could you put it, companies that have data, but they're different criteria in each, uh, in each database. But right yeah, now, I, 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 I didn't mean I didn't mean to interrupt you, but yeah, I see you can uh, you can get this information that the the SDSA has on you right now or will have on you, um, writing them with that uh, information that I gave you, the address and everything, uh, requesting the information uh, according to the Freedom of Information Act. Uh, if you don't receive it that way, you have to this other channel, which is through NIC out of Kansas, who, like I said, will be the third party handling the database of information after CSA 2010 enforced. But through NIC, you have to pay $10. And the trucking company also has to pay $10 for a report, and they don't have to share that information with you. Uh, so if they don't share it with you, they have to pay the $10 uh, to NIC to get the information. If get it through the uh, Freedom of Information Act through the FMCSA, which you probably can. And uh, I tell you what, this all sounded to me like, uh, Barry and Patches and Don and everybody, is, uh, uh, sound like just another another really good money-making deal. <laughs> sounds, like the Twic, sounds like the Twit card a little bit, doesn't it? Exactly. Hey, they got my fingerprints now and your fingerprints and... Uh, you can't hardly hide. I did want to add something to this because there is a way on that... <clears throat> The FMCSA's website, uh, there is a way to contest, you know, it's assuming that you got a, a copy of the information and you did not agree with it. If you go to the FMCSA's uh, website, it's the data queue system. And uh, you can log on to the, you can click on data queue's homepage and uh, register online. And at that point, you can contest the information. I, although I didn't see anything on FMCSA's website for getting the information, but once you got it, if there's a problem, this data queue uh, link, uh, you open up an account and you could say, hey, that's not right or this isn't right. So there is something up there to complain if you don't feel that everything up there is the way it should be. Well, I, I, yeah, this is, I'm going to go ahead. You, but you can also complain to the doc, about the DAC report. It's not going to do you no cotton picking good. Because yeah, I don't know if it works, but I did, I did come across the thing. They said you have to you have to log, uh, log on to the CSA's main site, and I, I guess if you went into the search, because this is kind of a long address to give out. It's called Data Queue System, and yeah. then you open you register online, open an account. At that point, you can complain. You can challenge your his or her data by following detailed instructions on the help menu. So there is something in place to challenge it. Whether it'll do any good or not, I I don't know. Well, the difference yeah, between the di difference between um, 
DAC is, is a horrible thing to try to get things taken off of because really it, it's difficult to prove that you dropped a truck off or something like this. And I, I spoke to Mike Rohn about this, and he said, well, the inspection station, you always get a receipt of each inspection, and you should have all those. So if they tell you on such and such a date you had an inspection and, you know, X, Y, and Z was wrong and your ticket says, no, it wasn't, everything was fine, then at least you have a tangible piece of evidence that you can make a copy of, send it in uh, with your um, uh, complaint. So... It, in that sense, I think it's it's better because this isn't reported by the trucking companies like DAC is. This is from the DOT, and it's going according. And it's also another site, he told me, for accidents. Um, I can't remember the name of it. Is it Crash Rights or uh, something like that? But it's a site that um, collects the data, and you might want to ask Mike about that when he comes on because that's another site that this information is supposedly coming from. And uh, I'm sure he'll clear all that up. According to this uh, 210 deal, if uh, you pull into an inspection station, even though you have done your pre-trip and you have in the past written up this tractor and this trailer for safety violations, and they tell you that you got a load on this trailer and the tractor that you used is supposed to have been repaired. According to what I understand, even though you are required to take it, and it's something that you don't see right off the hand, right off the bat, you're away from your uh, terminal when you get to an inspection station, and you pull in, and that's when you find out that they, they didn't fix it. The driver gets the ticket as well as a company. That is wrong. Well, this is something we need to, you know, Alan, when Mike comes on, um, you know, we need to address that with him. And, and are, you, are you registered for the webinar tonight, Patches? Uh, no, I'm not what you could call a computer person. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, oh, we'll yeah. try to answer all this here then if, if, if uh, you're no. not. Sweetheart, my mind yeah. is one track, basically. <laughs> uh, I, I know my job. I know what I have to do, uh, and all of that. And then when uh, stuff like this comes out, what my wife uh, does for me is pull these reports down. And when I'm able to, I'll read them. She reads them. Then we'll sit out there in our living room and we'll battle it. I mean, battle it out. Right and living just over a simple report. Yeah. That way, yeah, it might be stupid. It might sound stupid, but no. at the same time, you get a better idea because a woman has one one way of seeing things. A man has another. Even though yeah. my wife is, uh, we've been married now for over eighteen years, and I've been a trucker for over twenty seven, and I've been laid off since January. <clears throat> Excuse me, but the company that we I was driving for last never even knew about the new regulations that was coming out a couple of years ago. I informed them them of what the new regulations were. Yeah, and everything that I told the man 
came to be the truth. And that's the same way with this report. My wife and I have battled this out last night and all that burn day today. And yeah. Well, that's a, a good question about the if the trailer uh, has a problem, the driver and the company uh, getting the ticket. If you had no idea that you know it was supposed to be repaired and it wasn't, and then come to find out, um, I, I you know that's something yeah. I guess Alan you know Mike can address. Yeah, yeah, let's jump over here. I'll just leave all the lines open, patches. You can hang on, keep keep hang if you want. I'll just leave your line open, but. We have uh, Mike Rohn of rrconsultants.com on the line, and we have Jimmy Seals, who is a CSA 2010 specialist. And Let's uh, go at it. I said this um, CSA 2010, that seems to be the hottest thing going, and uh, these guys are uh, highly recognized as uh, knowing what this is all about. So uh, I have their lines open. So uh, Mike Rohn, Jimmy Seals, uh, welcome to About Trucking Live. Glad to have you here. Well, hi, Ellen. How are you? I'm doing good, doing real good, and we're already on this CSA 2010 topic, and we have one driver, Patches, with us, and uh, a lot of people there in the chat room. I haven't acknowledged them yet, but I appreciate you uh, joining us here. And, and Mike and Jimmy, I know you don't have much time, but uh, we've already talked about the uh, the uh, three-year look for roadside inspection, and it's not going to be DAC, and I gave them the information to request information from FMCSA and Freedom of Information Act and uh so what what more can you talk about? We uh we uh we're just now talking about patches brought up the thing where the driver would be uh receive violations uh against something that was found wrong in the equipment even though he's already turned it into the company. What about stuff like that? Uh Mike, we'll go ahead and start with you and Jimmy, just feel free to jump in anytime. What was the question again now? Uh, one thing about the CSA 20, if a driver has a roadside inspection and uh, there's something found wrong with equipment, the truck or trailer, and he's already reported it to the company many, many times, uh, it, why would the driver receive violations against something that the company, uh, you know, failed to share? Well, it goes, the Federal Motor Care Safety Regulations is written in, in such a manner that it's not only the motor carrier's responsibility to ensure that the truck and trailer is in good working order before he get it on the highway. The regulations also hold the driver accountable that he will not, he or she, excuse me there, will not operate a commercial motor vehicle with safety defects. So they're not to operate it, and they're going to have to, that's one of the big issues, you know, what's going to happen. Uh, what it, way it happens now is that the driver will take it They'll be coerced by the carriers sometimes to go ahead and take it anyway. But when CSA 2010 comes around, and the real thing is the carrier's going to have a lot to lose too, so a lot of that's going to go away. The driver's going to have to stand up and say, it's got a safety defect and I can't drive it. Uh, if I may comment right there. Yeah. A lot of these uh, companies out there tell you, you don't have a choice. You well, take yeah, you, that load or clean your truck out. Well, you have a choice then. Out now, please, please, please. Well, Patches, this is Jimmy Seal. It's it's nice to visit with you, and it's nice to be on your show, Alan. Uh, I have to agree with Mike. Yeah. Uh, the the whole the whole shooting match runs down to to the simple fact that uh, the driver before taking off has to be satisfied. You know, your level of satisfied uh, patches might be different than mine, but the whole deal is is if you're satisfied and you actually 
take the uh, if you actually take the units uh, out and work and try and make money uh, for the company and even for yourself, uh, you're in violation just as deeply as the company in the simple fact that you chose to do so. And I do know what it is to uh, to be in the operations seat because I spent time there. But the, the whole the whole deal goes back to uh, you know you you make the choice as well. With CSA 2010, they're trying to hold both parties accountable and hopefully that the driving public, as far as the drivers out there, will actually kind of stand up and um, and kind of hold the companies accountable back at them. Well, I'm agreeing with you. I will, I am agreeing with you. If I have notification that they have repaired it and I have checked that location and it looks like it's repaired, and uh, it, to me, and, I, and believe you me, my, the shop I was at, they had a nickname for me, and I don't know if it would be polite to put it over the air, and I won't. But uh, the thing is, they did not want me upset. What was the safety defect? Yeah, for anything. Now, what was it specifically? It was a airline. I had noticed a, a crack in an airline. Okay. Underneath the truck. And they repaired it. They replaced the airline. They repaired it. It looked like it had been repaired, but they missed it. Oh. Missed it by four and a half inches. Okay. Then you missed it on your pre-trip as well. I did. I didn't catch it because I didn't have that part of the air uh, on at that time. Right. You know, and you know as well as I do, to crawl underneath of a truck takes a job. It's a job. Even yeah, with and the, and the, the truck down and you're on hard asphalt or something, yeah, it's easy. But uh, when you're on dirt or something of that nature, it's not that easy to get underneath of there. But I do. I do it all I agree the time. With you on that. I agree with you on that point. And there are going to be uh, instances that that's going to happen, but that's not going to be the majority of the time. And a few points is not going to hurt you. It's going to be repetitive violations over and over again. Well, see, this is what I've been trying to get get you to understand. If it's fixed, or according to uh, the uh, trucking company's uh, records, it has been repaired. And according to my visual uh, inspection, it has been repaired. But then it come to find out it had not been repaired. And then you are stopped. Then you're going to get that driver then is going to be get, getting a ticket for something he did not have any knowledge of. That's well, the same you, way, as well, Alan said earlier, running down the road and all of a sudden you have a bump and a taillight goes out. You're getting a ticket for it. That's a level seven, according to Alan. Now, well, is that right? My answer to that is no, because we cannot see behind that vehicle. But every Even time you though, stop that vehicle, you can, you, stop, you can inspect those lights to make sure they're properly operating like well, to that and you're see, supposed this to is do what a lot of people to... don't understand. You got salt, you got grime, you got all of the, all kinds of stuff that comes up. At one moment, you can have it, and 20 seconds or 20 minutes later, you don't have it. Well, absolutely, it's and you know, I, I have to agree with that, Patches, and and I, I think you know what Mike and I and Alan is trying to say is is the fact that uh, those things happen, but the, the once-in-a-while items like that are, are not what CSA 2010 is going to be all stacked up about. They're going to take after drivers that have the aggressive violations, uh, uh, speeding, uh, failure to control speed, lane change, accidents, things that are, you know, the road, the road warrior type deals where you're aggressively taking after the motoring public and, and not necessarily 
uh, minding your business as a professional. The the onesie twosies with a, a tail light out, uh, you know, of course it's going to hit high, but I mean the one and two things are not going to stack up against you. Yeah, I and okay, and, when uh, it, and, and also the point system will only uh, activate an intervention, and an intervention is not a fine all the time. An intervention process is an investigation. Now, if they take a look at it and you have instances where there's uh, carrier records showing that they repaired it, uh, they'll take that into consideration. All right. Now, let me ask you this. If a company has so repaired it, according to their records, will a driver be able to obtain that record so he can go out with that record on the next trip, saying that this equipment has been uh, uh, repaired, XNX was wrong, uh, who repaired it, time and date. Is you're going to have to have that one in the truck things? anyway. You've got the duplicate copy of your daily vehicle inspection that you put it out of service with. Isn't that what you got? Yes, you got it, but the mechanic doesn't sign it. Well, then it's well, not repaired. The mechanic needs to sign it. Well, how, but now I, I'm going to agree with you, okay? But that means giving them both copies. you got a top copy and you got a bottom copy with a carbon in between. Or you need something, a work order showing that it was repaired. They won't give you that. Well, then you got a problem with the carrier. Well, I that's what I'm saying. See, this is where this law is lacking. Now, it's not the law, it's the carrier. That's right. Well, yes. And, the carrier, been... and, keep, and keep in mind, this carrier, now, I don't know how many drivers, let's just say they, this carrier has 50 drivers, and they have 50 drivers that are getting violations, that carrier is going to have a magnitude of points assigned to the carrier profile, and there's going to be an intervention process to find out why. And it's going to come out to light, and that carrier is going to have to change his ways of doing things. Absolutely. Well, th things won't continue to be in operation the same way they are today once CSA 2010 goes into effect for okay. very long. Okay. What I'm trying to say, could it be mandatory or made mandatory? That uh, once a vehicle has been repaired, that that repair a copy of that repair order be put in, say, on the driver's seat. You've got you've got the vehicle inspection report where the mechanic should be signing off on it. There's your there's your document that you need, and you need a copy of it. And it Is should be left, in, it should be left in the truck. Company. Per, I mean that's yeah, well, per regulations been... today. Mm -hmm. Well, according to what I was told, okay, by this company. I have two copies, a yellow and a white. The white goes to them, the yellow stays with me. They never signed any of them until Did the you? job was complete, and they kept the white copy. They Did never you? signed my copy. Did you sign it? Yeah, oh, Lord, yes. Well, then when I made, it, made the report out, I signed it. Did you sign it back when it came back to service, Patches? Uh, when I checked it out, I okayed it, but I had nothing showing me. All I had was a word of mouth, and this day and time, what's the word of mouth? Used to be a handshake would do, and you could bet on it. Today, you can't. So I do a normal uh, uh, level, well, I, to me and other people say, Willie, why are you doing a level 10? I said, well, my God, I want my truck right. I don't want to hurt nobody. The thing is, these issues need are going to have to be worked out between the driver and communication between the driver and the uh, the carrier. 
to eliminate, to eliminate the problems that you're talking about. And see, this is what a, a lot of these companies... And the environment's going to change when CSA comes on. If it changes so that the, uh, we, the driver can get a copy of the work order or they go back to an individual slip that has to be picked up, that they turn in, then they will get a copy of that. But as far as it is today, you can have it on your logbook at the bottom of the sheet. Well, today everybody is waiting around and not doing anything to prepare for CSA 2010 and changing the ways until it gets here. They got their heads stuck in the sand. Well, I would I would go a little farther, but uh, I'm being <laughs> yeah. but well, not everybody so takes really the patches. And, and, if, and if, the, if the carrier doesn't change, they're not going to be in operation very long, and you're going to be looking for a new job anyway. Well, I have been for over a year. And that's a, the that's a whole thing. Drivers need to make a better choice on, on the carriers that they're going to work for. They need to investigate the carrier's safety status, and they can mm. do that through uh, the SafeStat system or safersystem.org or safersys.org on the website to see if they have an acceptable pattern of uh, violations of uh, vehicle out-of-services. When the new system comes out, you'll be able to see uh, all violations. It's kind of up to the driver to kind of investigate not only, well, this might be good pay, this might be good benefits, this might be good time off, it's close to home, but uh, again, am I, am I making a deal with the devil? You know, what, what am I going to have to put up with for all of this? It, it, it's, it's, you're going to the dance with somebody. You need to figure out who you're dancing with. Well, this and understand is the economic situation we're in. It's it's bad timing to, uh, on this coming in. But when they first put, started thinking about this in 2004 and started te- uh, test states in 2008, uh, the economy wasn't an issue then. Yeah, I understand what you're saying completely. Believe me. Okay. I I tried well, a company that I used to work for years ago. You had to have individual uh, slips. That you turned in. It's a, a, a more or less a repair order. And once the mechanic was done with it, he had to sign the complete order. That way, uh, the company had theirs, their bookkeeping had theirs, and the driver had his or hers. That way, you had the signature of the uh, mechanic that did the repair and what was repaired. Now, I like that. But the way it's set up today, uh, I hope and pray that's going to go back to that kind of uh, deal. A lot of this stuff is going to go uh, haywire, and that's what scares me. You still with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still with you. Uh, now let's see. Three. Uh, oh, it looks like they might have off there. Heard some kind of noise. Well, they, they they might jump back in here with us, but yes, all those little things uh, is what the CSA 2010 is supposed to te- is supposed to uh, change. But we'll just have to wait to see. But one thing they that kind of was about the companies was you know the FMCSA themselves uh, projected a uh, hundred seventy five thousand driver jobs lost uh, right when this goes into effect, so that could probably yeah. be the same with companies because uh, a lot of lot of talk flying around too that uh, not just 
thousands of drivers can lose their jobs, but there's probably going to be uh, thousands of companies that could uh, easily fold too. You know, mainly right. the smaller ones. I know Dan. Uh, uh, Dan Little, who I think is with um, Donna, what's his site? Uh, OwnerOperator.org or that? Um, you know, you... actually, it's I, I can never remember the the actual abbreviation, but if you just type in Dan Little, uh, it'll come up his organization, and uh, he's very yeah, also very he knowledgeable. Yeah, he has an owner operator, uh, kind of like an owner, uh, owner. I think it's OwnerOperator.org or something like that, but. He even projects uh, when this thing goes into effect, uh, as many as like 49, uh, just call it 45, between 40 and 50 percent of trucking companies could fold. Um, that's you know that's that's pretty wild when you think about it. Wild, it's almost unbelievable, and that's going to hurt the the whole nation. It's not just going to hurt a few. Yeah, you know that's the yeah. Whole- you know, it, it's just like now if I was and if I'm trying to become uh, an owner-operator and I take my truck in for service, by God, I'm going to tell them point blank, what you find, search that truck from the nose to the backside. If you find something wrong, let me know. Right. Because sometimes it doesn't it doesn't matter how good of an inspection you do or you try to do, you're going to miss something. Mm-hmm. And then when right. somebody's able to get really underneath of it, such as in a pit, can find things that you normally cannot see or you can find. Oh, oh yeah, sure, sure. You know, let, that's let me, what, uh, I don't. I don't know if this is a mic again back on here. Let me open this line. Uh, uh, if you're calling... Code 972, you're back on the air. Who we got here? Uh, this is Mike. Oh, this is Mike. You're back? Yeah, I'm back. Something happened to my phone system. The whole system went dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I heard that. So uh, oh, I, I was basically... Did you I need that hammer act to beat it? <laughs> well, I'd like to make a comment here. When we're talking about you know points here and there, keep in mind that the whole uh, the point system will be equalized out by good inspection. So if you have a few with bad inspections on, the good inspections will more or less offset the bad inspections. They'll take the total number of inspections for each period, which is a year period, and then average them out. Well, I'll tell you how good uh, I inspected my truck, and you know how California is. Am I correct? Under DOTs and all that? Oh, I have heard the rumor, yeah. (laughs) About like Missouri. I believe me, and they are. They're, they do not fabricate. Right. And that's the honest truth. They they come up, I would come up, especially heading towards San Francisco. They come up, they saw the name of the truck, driver stuff out. As soon as they saw who it was, go ahead, Willie. Because they had inspected me so much, and they knew if it was wrong, call a man. Get that cotton picker over here. I want it fixed. And I would raise the devil until it did. Now, that's how uh, my reputation got started. Because I wouldn't put up with with the crap. Right. And I did that for over 10 years with that one company. And, 
Here we hey. got. We've got a. Let me just jump in here real quick. We've got the dance I was talking about with the owner operator. Uh, uh, Dana helps here. One of the people in our chat room put it up there. Owneroperatorsunited.org. So, um, so you can check that out too. So, uh, but anyway, uh, go ahead, patches, and then we'll. Uh, I've got to get on to some other some other callers. What were you saying now? Now, if uh, all the companies and all the drivers did inspections like I do, which I'll guarantee you, maybe two out of ten might. But mm. at the same time. They've got to uh, be able, like you said earlier, Mike, have the backbone to stand up. My co- the two companies I have driven for knew if I called in, get prepared because I'm going to raise the devil until I get it fixed. But that's me. I'm I'm not everybody. That's why if I'm saying it should be a complete separate ticket, uh, uh, different from the. Uh, Vehicle log or vehicle inspection reports that you can buy in a book. They should be separate tickets. Every individual uh, has a different ticket. That way your list is there. you got room to write in your explanation and all of that. And then when the uh, mechanic signs it, a copy of that goes back to the truck. Well, right. You have your vehicle inspection report today, which is designed to do that. And believe me, I know what the real world is. The vehicle inspection report is just a game that's yeah. played to document the regulations. But in whatever system the carrier uses, it has to be something similar where there's defects that are written up and, and it shows that the mechanic has repaired it and the driver has reviewed the repairs to ensure himself or herself that the repairs were done. Well, you want me to tell you what they did? And it doesn't matter what system you use, but that's what needs to be in place. Well, I, yes, whether, I agree with whether, you. Whether it's a DVR or a workhorse system, it's the same, it's the same deal. Well, I'm, I'm going to agree with you, okay? But this is how they did that. You sent in your white copy, you kept your yellow copy, okay, in the book form. Now, they would put the white copy back in the uh, your mailbox, so to speak. Right. But that could be two or three weeks later. It's not right then, so you could put it, say, in your envelope so and send it back to the company if you're out more than seven days. Right. They don't do that. They hold it at the office. And you're not going and you can't leave the, well, if you leave them truck, that's a problem about it, having a DVR on the back of the log also. It's because you're not going to leave it with somebody. That's it. Well, they're going to. They're going to have to do it, though, uh, Mike, with the CSA 2010, right? That's why I'm saying if they had that individual uh, ticket system where the the driver can pull out his copy after the driver signs it and the mechanical work is complete. I think you've got a good point. It needs to be addressed, but it's going to have to be addressed in another rulemaking proceeding and not under CSA 2010. Well... This is what that's causing a lot of problems out there, and right. DOT itself, it, uh, they're saying fatigue is in this 2010. The way the uh, regulations are set up now, yeah, you got 11 hour runtime. This is true. This is very true. But how can you split log it as a single driver? Well, it doesn't do any benefit. 
Yeah, right now it doesn't. You got to drive straight the way it's written today. But they're reviewing the hours of service under the listing sessions, and there's a way that you can submit comments to that written comments to. And I think uh, Alan has posted it on his Facebook, uh, so you can make written comments. But that's a different, that's a whole new rulemaking. It has nothing to do with CSA 2010. I was just going to throw that into the book because that's where the fatigue is coming in. Okay. Yeah. That 2010. That, yeah. That's the only reason why I brought that up. Yeah. Well, that's the thing that's um, just going to have to be uh, looked at when the CSA 2010 goes into implementation. So. Uh, 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 we're going to move on to another um, another caller. I'm going to get a caller in here. Uh, but, uh, patches, uh, you can hang on and listen if you like. A lot of people just listening here on the line. So let's drop down to line 17. We have uh, a caller from uh, area code 936. Uh, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hello, this is Jimmy. Oh, you're Hi, back. Jimmy. Okay. All right. Uh, you know, I'm glad glad you got back. I want brought up something that kind of uh, popped a question in my mind. I had posted about it uh, when, you know, the thing about uh, FMCSA even uh, projected like 175,000 driver jobs would be lost when this thing goes into effect. And uh, I mentioned earlier was Dan Little uh, from the uh, uh, owner-operators united.org. He had even, uh, I saw where he had, was writing where, like as many as like 49% of trucking companies could could shut down with this thing. Uh, do, do you agree with that? Well, that's what, that, was what was, that was what was put out when, uh, based upon the data that was, that was generated under the safety management system on CSA 2010. When they ran when they ran the data out, the, mm -hmm. there would be 49% of the motor carriers at that point in time that could be put out of service if the carriers don't change their ways. Okay. Now, taking a look, taking a look at the way we operate today versus the way carriers are going to operate in the future is like comparing apples to oranges. And I told Goodbye. Dan that myself. I told Dan that myself. And I joined I the OOU today. So. Say what now? <laughs> Mike? I said I'm going to have to agree with uh, with Mike on that, and I'm sorry about the lag. I wasn't trying to step on him there. Oh, that's okay. A little lag in this radio thing, anyway. So, uh, but I, so explained that to, I explained that to Dan at the OOU today, whenever he took my money when I joined the organization. Okay, so so basically, it was boiled down to uh, they 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 shape up or the shape up, huh? Right. And uh, based on, I mean, you know, you're looking at slicing, like Mike said, apples and oranges, but statistically, if, if everything worked out by the by the perfect world and the way that it's written and the way that it's been calculated, you would probably see that. But uh, it's just a matter of, you know, slicing time. And we know how you can't necessarily slice time from behind a desk or the IRS would actually be an entity to be afraid of. Right. Right. And, and this thing, uh, when is it uh, supposed to go into effect? June? Well, it's supposed to be start phased in in July. They're not going to add all the states at one time. It'll be phased in between July and December, uh, where different states will be subject to it at different times during the year, but it'll be starting in July. Okay, and and again, to reiterate, you're saying that they're not going to be using DAC 
uh, for this three-year look back to to get their database built is going to be from SafeStat, right? Correct. DAC has nothing to do with CSA 2010. DAC is a extension of the motor carrier uh, to perform work history and drug and alcohol checks uh, and background checks. But it has nothing to do with the data that's going to be used by CSA 2010 in no fashion, shape, or form. Right. Okay, and, and then real quick here, because I know you guys got to leave, um, if this was a part of CSA 2010, my mind's kind of blank now, but this... Uh, Body mass index thing, this BMI. This BMI. You're, you've said, uh, uh, as far as you understand, that that thing has been thrown out. It's just no longer mature. No, it's not a part of CSA 2010. They're reviewing okay. that under the uh, medical card examinations, and it's something that they're taking a hard look at as far as what standards uh, are going to be used for certifying drivers on their medical part in the future. And that's where okay. sleep apnea also comes in. Okay, now yeah, that now as far as I know the sleep apnea thing is is uh still a go from everything that I understand. I mean, uh is that what you hear too? Yes, I think the two are kind of combined cuz they're saying that sleep apnea could be a result of, of the driver being overweight. Okay, do you know anything about, because I, I received a, a, several emails from people wanting me to find out for sure this sleep apnea testing can uh, around four grand, and I've heard where some companies are saying that they'll pay for it, some will split it with the driver, others it's the uh, full uh, responsibility of the driver. Uh, can you tell us anything about that as far as the cost of the sleep apnea test to affect? Who's responsible? Yeah, I don't have any okay. data at all. The only data that I've ever had on it, Alan, it's going to range anywhere from 2300 to upwards of five and 6000 But, I mean, the, the issue on it, uh, <laughs> you you really can't hardly – I'm a big guy, always been a big guy. I've been a big guy since I played ball. But the scope of it is is I don't have sleep apnea, and I've got a 19-inch neck. But, you know, oh, my God, you know, everybody else <laughs> out there that, you know, think about it. I'm you, going, you can't – it's like that. I'm Go glad ahead. you told me that, so I, I nice to you. <laughs> well, you know, you have to ask Mike for anything else. You know, I'm I'm a strong arm. <laughs> yeah, but, but Alan, he don't, Alan, he don't ride a soft tail, but I do. Oh, oh, all right, cool. <laughs> all right, I've, I've got well, a, hey, I've I, got an I've got an 07 Heritage Classic. Oh, mine's an 06, so I'm right under you. <laughs> All right, guys. I know you got to run. You said you had about thirty minutes to spare, but uh, I appreciate uh, thank you and Jimmy coming on and uh, shedding some light to this because there's a lot of misconceptions I think out there, and we're just trying to dig down and some truths there. So, uh, thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Maybe we can do it another time. I know you got to get ready for your uh, uh, webinar. I appreciate it. Thank yeah, you, Alan. Web, yeah, the webinar is going to be put on by Over, Overdrive. If, if Drivers want to sign up for it. They still have some slots, and they can do it at overdriveonline.com. And they had 292 vacancies as of about 4 o'clock this afternoon. And there's seven, okay. over 700 people already registered for it. Uh, yeah, we'll be there. Overdriveonline.com, and they'll be able to see it from there and, and sign up to join the webinar, correct? 
Correct, and also Overdrive will be posting a link later on on their website. I'm not sure exactly where, but uh, for a recorded version of it, and also to get the PowerPoint presentation. Oh, oh okay, great. All right, uh, all right. Well, thanks. Uh, we'll uh, we'll be there, and um, again, appreciate you guys coming on the show and giving us some of your time because y'all are the uh, the experts on this thing. So uh, appreciate it. We'll we'll try to do it again sometime. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Alan. Uh, take care. And uh, uh, they're they're the most uh, uh, Micron and Jimmy Seals. They're the most recognized us, uh, you know, experts on this CSA 2010. And and Barry, I was just kind of curious about that BMI thing because that thing wasn't, you know, isn't fair at all. And maybe they maybe they're not going to look at that so close. But deep apnea thing, uh, I'm sure that thing is still still uh, happening. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people got to be concerned about that. We're all uh, doing them buffet bellies. But you said that only would apply to uh, new hires, correct? Uh, that's my understanding. Again, I, I might throw out there that I think the company might have authority. Uh, in fact, I kind of take that back. I think the t trucking company is also going to have the authority I mean, if there's already a driver working for him, who's uh, you know, who's questionable with the the BMI index that they're going to be using, I think the company can request that 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 they have the sleep apnea still, and uh, that was my one of my biggest concerns. I mean, if it's twenty three hundred to six grand, who's going to pay for the thing? And I've I've seen where, like I said, some companies will pay for it, say they will, who knows? Some will split it, but uh driver going to have to call for six grand you know that <laughs> boy <laughs> I, I, yeah that would hurt. I, I was complaining about the 13250 for the twin card but you, you get hit with six <laughs> grand that'll be the, I, i'll tell you what you'll see me running a register at walmart real soon because i don't have it you know and i i don't can't imagine a new hire heck the first person's in the in the job market as it is and in a lot of cases they're probably not rolling in money either so i hate to see that thing oh. go through i mean if there's a, a specific reason to, to have that done where, you know, someone actually had a problem or they fell asleep at the wheel or interviews or something like that, but just to arbitrarily say, hey, everybody everybody that uh, drives a truck from now on is going to get a, 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 a sleep apnea test is kind of crazy, if you ask me. Yeah, no, I don't think everybody's going to, uh, uh, but, yeah, I think it's still going to, still going to go on. Uh, the BMI will have to watch and see. Uh, I mean, there's so th so many things flying around there that it's hard to uh, get to the bottom. Uh, well, well so. I, I, I tried. And, and, you know, I don't want to put this out there because CSA 2010, I mean, the intentions of the program are to make the road safer, and I'm on all for that, you know. So there's, right. there's no problem there. But, but, but the overview is 97 pages. I, I read it top to bottom. Yeah, I skimmed through a lot of it. I was trying to find things that were relevant to the drivers more so than the carriers. But if the overview is 97 pages, this must be a massive document. It's got to be looking like the health reform package. And I'm just curious how uh, a driver and, – and what it says on the site is a driver has – no way to uh, not not the data that they're going to use to originally put you in there, but as time goes on, in other words, you couldn't uh, find out where you're at. There's no uh, okay. For example, someone's high on the point range to the point where they're going to have this intervention or something like that. You you wouldn't know that. You you have no way to know where you stand with this no new program. And it, 
it'd be kind of nice to have a little bit of transparency uh, and a driver could yeah. at least know. I, I, I mean, I don't have a point system's going to work, but, you know, if it's like a credit rating, hey, I'm a 700, you know, you know, potentially i got a problem here. Maybe a driver needs to know a thing like that. And there should be a, a written uh, letter to the driver, a way for the driver to, to access these records. You know, I don't mean the ones that they're going to use to start the program. But I mean, on an ongoing basis, I'd be wanting to know if I'm if I, if, uh, if uh, I could be hired or what my uh, rating is and stuff like that. But I think they give, need to give a little bit of consideration to the driver, man. This is our livelihood. This is how how we eat. This is how we put our kids through college. And I think we have a right to know, you know, what what, what all this secret data is, you know, and uh, exactly where we stand. So I put that. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. Well, that's what I was saying. Or I mean, apparently you can uh, by writing, giving all information I said earlier. And writing the uh, FMCSA, the uh, Freedom of uh, Information Act, that uh, Washington D.C. Uh, and, and again, if you missed it, if you're just joining us, uh, uh, our shows are always archived on our uh, main page at BlogTalkRadio.com/truthaboutbucking. So, if you miss the address and everything, you can go there and find it. So. Um, uh, a lot of listeners still on the line, people in the chat room. Again, thanks for joining us. Uh, most of them here looks like they're just listening. Uh, can can I throw well, we got thing? 20 minutes remaining. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I just want to throw this out there. Yeah, I understand like right now, and I'm going to do that, Alan, because I'm just really I think we all going to have to go with the Freedom of Information Act. And, then, uh, you know, it's a damn shame that you have to do that. I mean, if you want to implement a program mm -hmm. – Judging me, judging you, judging eight million other drivers out there, at least have a, a, an easy enough system where the person can log on and find out what it is the data that you're going to get without having to go through the Freedom of Information Act. I'm not trying to find out about UFOs. I'm trying to find out about something that's relevant to my life and my livelihood. And I really think that they need to make a change there. Now, what I was referring to beyond that is on an ongoing basis, when this, when this uh, uh, your, your SMS rating, whatever you call it, is. Uh, you're not going to know what's in there. The data, okay, at present, uh, you're not going to know on an ongoing basis. After the program's implemented, let's say uh, for, for the most part it's going to be implemented uh, January 1st next year totally, right? On an ongoing basis, uh -huh. you won't know what your score is. That's what I mean to say, you know? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so that, does that mean like every week you're going to have to write the FMC under the Freedom of Information Act? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but there's no, there's nothing that I, I could ask those two gentlemen are on there, but I really, you know, they're, 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 you know, I want, I want the people on the listening in to be able to hear them because they're the experts on this thing. But yeah, I, I mean, I went all over their site and I don't see any way for a driver in the new system to, to find out where is it that I stand, you know, and you know, you yeah. got a level. Okay, for example, you got a, a severity level six on that tail light, like we were talking about. I said seven by mistake, so I want to correct my error there. Uh, driver, uh, operating MV, well, ill or fatigued, that's a level 10. Okay, severity level 10. So I, there's nothing to say, and I guess the multiple uh, thousand-page document probably explains it, exactly what does that mean if I have a taillight out. Do I have the opportunity? Because in the past, if I had a taillight out, I could grab one out of my bag, I'd carry them with me, and I could put the tail. I've done it many a time, and a DOT, at least in Florida, I never leave the state now, so I don't know other states, they would say, hey, you're in compliance now, not a problem. They would give you the opportunity to fix something simple like that rather than take these uh, – a severity level six hit on a tail like that just went out, uh, you know, block before you got to the station, you know. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to be uh, we're going to be watching the CSN with the help of uh, Mike Crone and Jimmy Seals and 
and uh, staying on top of it, posting it at our blog at askthetrucker.com and uh, uh, more in the future. So we're going to be watching it. Um, uh, I had wanted to just yeah. um, bring up, Alan. Um, okay. The three-year three look back is for drivers who have been driving quite a while. And I had asked Mike this, and I'm, I'm sorry I didn't bring it up while he was on the line so he could confirm it, but he had agreed with me. The student, uh, students who recently graduate, got their CDL and get hired, they're pretty much going to have a zero score, very, uh, yeah. you know, favorable safety. There is no three-year look back because they're just employed. And uh-huh. what I can see happening is um, a lot of students getting hired. They have a low score. Um, and it's just, I don't know. What Knocking do you out. Knocking out the experienced ones that who do have scores. Yeah, and just kind of saying, you know, we have the lowest. Our drivers have the lowest scores, and and kind of go on with that. Yeah. I mean, I can just yeah. I can just see that happening. Um, I mean, do you agree? I mean, is oh that yeah, yeah, I do too. They can come on a, a company can have all these new drivers with no history perfect records and claim to have a perfect rec- a perfect safety record. Keep in mind, this whole CSA 2010 is about safety, uh, when in reality, like pointing out, uh, they have no perfect safety record at all. They just have enough uh, two drivers who don't have the experience yet to have a three-year ex- uh, experience background anyway. Exactly. And so, I still think, I still think that Dak's gonna Dak's gonna be playing in there some. Well, Dak Dak will be because that's an, a totally different criteria that they're based on. They're based on um, the actual employment history record of the driver, their uh, background check, uh, their even their credit ratings. Uh, I mean, it's a whole different thing that they use for employment purposes. So I know people say, well, once. CSA 2010 comes into effect, they won't need DAC anymore, and I don't, I don't believe that for one minute. I think it's still going to be used as a part of the employment uh, hiring, and I think it's going to be a double whammy. I think it's going to be two uh, third-party uh, database, if you will, DAC and NIC. NIC having all the roadside inspections and DOT. Uh, violations and, and crashes through that other site, and DAC uh, mm-hmm. is going to be the trucking company. So I don't see that being eliminated at all. Well, DAC's not going to change. They're just going to remain the way they are, which is a, uh, a retaliation tool used against drivers by company. If, if, if they put in a bid to be a part of the CSA 2010 database and they lost it, uh, that's why that's why they're going to SafeStat. So uh, th- that really does nothing to change DAC. DAC is just going to uh, forward and operate the way that they already have that, that they uh, always have, right? Right, and that's higher higher right now. I think it's gone from yeah well, higher right. Well, I, I, I'm well. It's still called DAC, but uh, well, letting the listeners know that um, it's it's higher right now. If uh, if if they want to know, yeah, it's it's no longer uh, it's no longer a uh, part of USIS. It's a higher right 
DAT Trucking Solutions is what it's called now. But but uh, yeah, but we'll huh? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. We have oh, a delay. Go on. Yeah, go ahead. We got 14 minutes well, going. I spoke to Hope Rivenberg earlier today, and she's anxious to call tonight. And I was just wondering um, if her phone no. number. No, no, I've been watching. She okay. maybe she got tied up. Well, you know, she's got the babies, um, but uh, oh, yeah. we are planning, um, we are going to be planning a show with her soon too. So, uh, I'm glad you brought that up. We're going to be looking at a lot of these things. Um, it's easy to overlook. Uh, still, many important issues out there, and and uh, House Bill HR 2156, which is known as Jason's Law, that's still one that we've got to keep going. And uh, we are planning on having. Uh, pretty sure we're going to have. Uh, uh, Congressman uh, Paul Tonko on the show soon, uh, the Democrat out of New York who's uh, helping to push this Jason's Law. Uh, going to be uh, having him on the show soon, I think, and we're going to be looking for at uh, Jason's Law and bringing that up. But, but again, we'll, we'll, uh, we're going to keep an eye on the CSA 2010, posting it at AstroTrucker.com and uh, keep everybody up to date on what's going on. And, and uh, But, Barry, let's go... Um, 30, 13 minutes going. Uh, that 2010 is a big issue, I know. But hey, I hadn't had a chance to talk with you, and I just wanted to throw out: um, What do you think about the uh, aero trucking fiasco? <laughs> Man, oh, wasn't boy. that something? Oh, that was amazing. You know, I read a report on the internet that uh, a fully loaded aero truck was found on Jupiter's moon Europa, abandoned. Can you believe that? <laughs> <laughs> and to, last, you can't believe it or not, and, and, and the driver was wandering aimlessly looking for a Greyhound station. So, I, <laughs> well, I tell you, there were there were abandoned, and and man, they have been slapped with lawsuit after lawsuit. A bank out of Utah has slapped them with a, I think like a, 15, a twelve and a half, fifteen million dollar lawsuit, and and uh, they just keep pouring in and drivers who uh leasing the trucks through the owner operator lease program been paying on the trucks for like 3 or 5 years uh and then they all lost that and i saw where there were many trucks abandoned in truck stops and areas and along the side of the road and and they're looking at bringing up criminal charges now against them because uh some of those trucks were left abandoned with uh, hazmat loads on them, and I know hazmat's right up your alley, so that doesn't sound too good. Doesn't sound too good to them or for them, you know? No, I actually listened to a show. It was uh, it was on a Monday that they got their Qualcomm message saying, "Hey, buddy, you're unemployed," or "Hey, sister, you're unemployed," and you know, and, and then. The, the next day, I was listening to a show, and there was a lot of comments, and, and uh, there was people, real live aero truck drivers, calling in, and, and none of them mentioned this thing about the Freightliner dealer having a Greyhound ticket, a Greyhound bus ticket to get them home at the time. So they, they sounded really in a, in a lot of stress. These guys, and, and uh, you know, I, I don't think that was, was it. Was horrible, uh, man. Go ahead, Anna. I just wanted to say, I, I think um, Dana Stanley's in the um, chat room and Donna Creekmore, is that right? Because I'm not in front of the computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just wanted to say, if, if either of them want to call in, they, they did a, um, a remarkable job uh, getting all those, helping to get all those drivers back. They worked relentlessly for hours over the weekend when um, that all took place, 
all, both of them, I think. I know Donna ended up in the hospital, and I think Dana got sick. I'm not sure if she was in the hospital, but uh, just a commitment, a perseverance, and uh, a total dedication for these drivers. And I just wanted to mention their names here on this show and the appreciation of just the uh, love for humanity uh, that they both showed uh, was, was remarkable. And I personally want to thank them for all their efforts. So I just want yeah, to thank yeah, they did. And, yes, she's in the chat room. And uh, Dana also put here, uh, all aerial truckloads will be taken care of next week. So, um, yeah, they, along with uh, just so many people, it was just really something to sit back and watch, see everybody coming in and, uh, uh, you know, helping these drivers get home and everything. And uh, nine minutes remaining here, we have a... Desiree calling in, so uh, nine minutes to go. Uh, hi, Desiree. Welcome to the show. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Hey, uh, I just wanted to call in because I heard you trying to talk to Hope Rivenberg, and she is having trouble with the twins, trying to get them down, and that's why she couldn't call in. And I saw oh, her daughter say okay. that, and I called Hope, and she said, I just sent you a DM. The twins are giving me all kinds of heck. So I said, you want me to call? And she said, yes. And uh, so um, Hope's message was they're having a particular problem with the following states, Pennsylvania, Virginia, Washington, and Arizona. And as we know from before, um, when she calls states that she's not a resident of, they say, well, you're not a voter. We don't have to listen to you. So um Congressman Tonko advised her to word it like this. I represent truckers from your state. <laughs> and then tell them about Jason's law, the safe trucker parking bill, H.R. 2156, and put together okay. your piece. You know, she's doing this alone with her family, and except for us grassroots people that have a little bit of time to make phone calls, um, that's what she's counting on. So if people have the time to make the phone calls, that would be yes. really helpful. Um, and, that's what, and that's what she needs help with. And we know that the Virginia issue, we just got news. That I called her this morning about them opening the rest areas. We all just got that news. So Virginia has right. got their ears open a little bit about the issues with truckers. We got the two-hour time limit taken down this year. And... Um, if anybody's on Twitter, please go to Hope Rivenberg's page. There is a group card on there that needs to be signed. There was a very unfortunate event that happened in New York State where a truck driver hit a state trooper and killed her. It was the first female state trooper in the state of New York, and this is very bad. Wow. There is no investigation wow. at this time to determine who was at fault, but it is very bad for truckers overall. So please take the time to go sign that card. And um, okay. Hope is the one that put that thing together, and it's on her Twitter page right now, Hope Rivenberg. And she might have it on Jason's Law also. I'm going to retweet it after the show. And that's okay. It. All right. Well, information, I appreciate it. And uh, uh, thanks for filling us in on there. And we'll, we'll be, t- be, uh, be safe out there. Okay. All right. Y'all have a good night.
All right. Okay. Take care. Okay. And, uh, okay, good information. Six minutes, Dan. Um, uh, let's try to get another caller in real quick here. We're just getting six minutes remaining. Uh, area code 214. Uh, you're on the air. Go ahead. That's me. That's Dana. Hey, oh, hi, Dana. Dana. Hey. How are you? Uh, and I'm good. I'm good. Listen, I just called to let y'all know y'all started talking about the loads that were out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Do- Donna Creekmore and I will be uh, inside the Aero buildings next week to finish taking care of the loads. So oh, good. Um, okay. it, is, it is being taken care of. We will match them up. We will find them. We will find out who got them, who did not. We 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 had to take care of the people first. An opportunity came up and um, uh, to finish it out because there are so many small companies out there that have been hurt so bad about all of these loads. And, you know, we don't know if there were any out there that were, um, you know, restricted, um, you know, whatever types of loads that are chemicals and things. We don't know. So right. next week, next week um, the uh, bankruptcy judge has granted permission and they will take us into the building to get into the computers. And, um, okay. and that will be taken care of. Yeah, so, Okay. And, and, you know, we just and and there's so many more people involved. It is. It's, it's not us. It's you know what I'm saying. It, it's not. Oh yeah. It, yeah. There, there was a bunch it, of them. So. And I appreciate. Pre- okay. So. All, all right, Dana. Thanks. I appreciate it. We've got four minutes going down here. Um, sorry to off but thanks for calling in and giving us a tip up on arrow and that that was just something else so many people coming together uh thanks again to everyone who called in and our listeners and all of you in the chat you're the reason we are the premier talking talk radio show here on blog talk radio uh our next show will be on wednesday january 27 2010 at 9 p.m eastern standard time we talking about trucking road rage uh, not just trucking, but uh, drivers in general. So if you have a story about road rage you'd like to share, uh, we'll have you on the show then, uh, Wednesday the 27th, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, special thanks again to everybody. Appreciate you. Everybody in the chat thanks for being here. Uh, really do appreciate it. We will leave you with uh, Bob Anthony performing his award-winning single, Down the Road. So until next time, drive safe. Sun sets down on a painted sky It's always hard to say goodbye I never leave your smile behind I take all of you with me The open road it calls to me The places I go, the people I see I bring everything they need And help the world to move along one mile down and a thousand more to go I carry the load down the road There's a heat that keeps me warm Rain or shine, I weather the storm Pictures I keep up above Remind me of love back home I tell my son the faces I see They day to day they rely on me One day you will understand I help the world to 
long One mile down and a thousand more to go I carry the load down the road Down the road With the rain and the starry night Mountaintops and city lights Touching me by candlelight They all bring me back to you One mile down and a thousand more to go And you know I'm coming back home Take you everywhere that I go I carry this load down the road. Carry the load down the road. Carry the load down the road. That was uh, Rob Anthony with Down the Road. And you can find more of Rob's music at robanthonymusic.com. Join us again Wednesday, January 27th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Trucking Road Rage. Thanks again to all the callers and listeners who tuned in Truth About Trucking Live right here on Blog Talk Radio. Special thanks to Barry Stutz for joining me as co-host. Uh, we hope we brought a little bit of more information for some of the misconceptions that are going on out there about many things, and we will keep you posted. Our trucking blog, askthetrucker.com. Uh, thanks again, everybody. Have a great night, and drive safe.